Quick, Mike, you gotta help me. I got my ding-dong stuck in a fire ant nest. Jesus Christ, Jeff, again? I'm sorry. If you just would do what I told you, instead of sticking your dick in things, and went to Pod Bros Podcasting Network, we wouldn't be in this mess. Pod Bros? What's that? Oh, the burning! It's a podcasting network, Jeff. I've told you this a million times, where you can go and listen to all kinds of podcasts. Really? Like what? Maybe it'll distract me from, from the stinging sensation in my groinal region. Like lettuce and ketchup for the Bob's Burgers? Like Flask Action Heroes? That sounds stupid. Oh! Dave's Nerd Companion and Kapowcast? Our own show? Oh, yeah. I think I remember doing something like that. Listen, the next time you get the urge to just stick your dick in random things, go to podbros.com and listen to some podcast. That sounds like a good idea. Now, please get the salve. Anywho... While Jeff takes care of that, I recommend you all check us out on Facebook at Kapowcast2015, also Gmail account, Kapowcast Podcast, and on Twitter. I'll be right there with the ointment. Check us out on Twitter at Kapowcast. I'm going to go get this ointment and get Jeff's dick out of an anthill. Welcome to episode 36, Woo. two weeks in a row, I got it right, <laughs> of Kapowcast. With me, as always, is Tony Vance. Hello. And Jeff Jefferson from Flask Action Heroes. Hey, guys. I am Mike. We're going to be calming down a bit this week after <laughs> <laughs> after last week's episode. We're going to take it a little bit easy. Easy Rider. My favorite Jack Nicholson. <laughs> no. uh, I like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Oh, next. that is a good movie. We're going to... Talk about a comic book this week. Change of pace. An actual comic book. Yep, an actual comic book. (laughs) Yep, we're going to talk about the Batman modern classic by Paul Dini, Bruce Timm, Batman Mad Love, Harley Quinn stories. So we're going to talk about that. That we will. (laughs) First, as always, we'll talk news. And I have notes today. (gasps) Professionalism. Yes. He even has bullet points. <laughs> no, I don't have those. Oh, you I just have little dashes. <laughs> just lines. Well, that, well, that, that's a bullet point. That's a bullet point. Okay. Well. You don't actually have to draw a bullet. Mike doesn't use Word very much, so he doesn't know that you can actually you can do a dash in Word as a bullet point. Um. <laughs> Is that our new uh, news? Uh, it's a new news. All right. So today, uh, first off, we talked about it a little bit last week. We talked about the Gambit movie now not happening and i just had read it a couple days ago that filming and everything had production has been pushed back all the way to late 2016 yeah which means the film won't come out till mid to late 2017 which means now too they may have to recast the supporting cast of the movie now because there's contracts and mm-hmm schedules and oh. Netflix, it's like, well, this movie's clearly going to be a complete and utter disaster. <laughs> so I didn't, I, I didn't have high hopes from the start. So. I didn't even think about the whole contract issue. I guess that shows how much I give a damn about this. 
as of right now, like Channing Tatum's still on and the director's still on, but it's like every bit of news coming out just points at this being a complete and utter disaster. Uh, yeah. Fox so. has that, right? Yes. Well, of course, we're talking about a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> they did Deadpool. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they have one saving grace. Um, you know, I wish, I wish, you know, studio would just look at that and just be like, you know what? This is following some steps <laughs> of other things that yeah. have failed. We should probably stop this right now. <laughs> just abort it. Give it a big hot abortion. <laughs> <laughs> is there a cold abortion? Is there a what? I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not think that through, I guess. <laughs> um, so not much more to talk about Gambit other than I hope it doesn't happen. Yes. And or I, at least a different studio picks it up in some, sometime in the future. Or just throw them in one of the X-Men movies. Just yeah, sure that hell uh, bent on doing Gambit. He better have justice. The, the costume. I hope the he has the head. Costume. Yeah, the head thing. Yeah. The head wrap? The weird, yeah, the weird head wrap <laughs> thing that doesn't cover the top of the head that was really popular in the mid-90s. Cyclops had one. Yeah, everyone had one. Everybody Gene had w- one. Wildcats had them. Yeah, all, <laughs> all the Wildcats had them. <laughs> Good times. Um, also, we'll now discuss Batman v Superman box office. Oh, yeah. Last week, it made a shit ton of money. N- nobody didn't think, nobody thought it wasn't going to make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of money. It The title alone was enough to get yeah. the money in. Mm-hmm. So everyone's talking about like how much money it made. It made four or five hundred million, something like that, worldwide. Huge box office. But there's something that people aren't talking about that I haven't se- I've only seen like one or two articles. What? It's Friday to Sunday drop is the largest in box office history. Is it? Oh, no way. <laughs> it had a 55% box office drop from Friday to Saturday or from Friday to Sunday. No shit. Wow. It had a 38% drop from Friday to Saturday. Wow. Wow. Yes. Very huge. <laughs> that is, uh, I can believe it. So that could be worrisome if well, you're Warner Brothers. I mean, it already has made its money back, hasn't it? Pretty much. I, Just I, about, but it, it would have to make a lot more to be, you know, fully a, a profitable. Smash, yeah. yeah. Well, right now it's, they're already on easy street because I mean, by even with Blu-ray sales and everything, when they're out, that's, they'll make a ton yeah. of money with that. Especially with the uh, mm-hmm. superior format. But it could really hurt it if it doesn't have the legs. You know, word of mouth is a huge thing. We've seen it with like Deadpool mm-hmm. and Star Wars and everything. Like word of mouth is more important than critics. Yes. And this film has such a polarizing uh, word of mouth. Like I had Zach people Snyder. at work. <clears throat> I had people at work asking me about it. Like, so what do you think of Batman v Superman? And I wanted to tell them like, oh, it's awesome. Go see it. But I was like, <laughs> it's a movie. Yep. <laughs> it's uh, just go watch it. You know? I was like, I, I, that's pretty much what I said. I was like, you kind of have to see it for yourself. I was like, there's parts I like, there's things I didn't like. And a lot of people's follow-up questions would be like, well, how was, how was Affleck as Batman? Like, oh, that's Affleck I, yeah. was fucking yeah. awesome. He was great. He's not the problem. If you want to go see Batman do Batman shit plus <laughs> kill people, <laughs> you'll be on easy street. You'll love it. Um, I've noticed a lot of, a lot of memes now coming up with, uh, Batman, Superman, and Martha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some pretty funny ones, too. Which is odd to say about memes, but, you know. Well, you know. <laughs> Even a stop clock is right twice a day. 
Speaking of which, when are they going to put the Clock King in a Batman movie? <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing that out there. I'm glad that you saved that. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff saves it. <laughs> Got a piece of that one. <laughs> um, I hope I hope the movie has legs and it can make more money. And I mean, DC's are Warner Brothers already going forward with their stuff. So Justice League starts in April. There's been a Wonder Woman's already going. So, I mean. Despite this movie, I don't really have any. I'm not afraid for the other movies. I mean, it was just the bizarre direction that they took this movie in. That like, somebody pointed out that they're really excited to see Suicide Squad because Suicide Squad Zack Snyder has had nothing to do with. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've seen it, but apparently there's a petition that's going to be starting up soon to remove Zack Snyder from Justice League. Yep, I saw that. I believe it. People <laughs> have petitions up to remove Affleck as Batman. There's a petition to <laughs> make. Um, Danny DeVito, the voice of Pikachu in the Detective Pikachu video game. What? I signed that petition. <laughs> How strange. It's a, it's a world of wonders we live in now. Danny I, DeVito as Pikachu. Pikachu. I don't even know what's... Pikachu! Pikachu! Pikachu. <laughs> I don't even know how to add to that. And then there's also that petition to make Gilbert Godfrey the next Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I joined that Facebook page. I, I did. <laughs> I shared it with everyone. Um, we'll see what the future holds for uh, Gilbert Godfrey. DC, Gilbert Gottfried <laughs> and, and DC Warner Brothers and <laughs> Danny DeVito as Pikachu. <laughs> Hopefully the stars align and all of our dreams yeah. come true. <laughs> uh, but one thing that will not be going forward with the DC films is Hans Zimmer has announced that he is retiring. It's a bummer. From making superhero films. Those of you who don't know Hans Zimmer, he's done all the Dark Knight movies. He did Man of Steel. He did uh, Batman v Superman. He's also done all the Pirates movies, all kinds of... Did he say why he was retiring? The Lion King. Lion King. He uh, basically... <laughs> what, is, what I gathered is it's become harder and harder for him to make different music for these movies. Like to I can imagine when he yeah. made so many of them. Yeah, it's, it's become harder and harder. And it, it sounds like it just was one of those things where he wasn't quite enjoying it. Yeah, I think he said something. He said something about wanting to take different ventures. And um, you want to make a new Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> yeah, well, they're making a fifth one, I think, a fifth, sixth one. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know no 19th. number. But kind of a huge loss because he did awesome scores for the Dark Knight movies. Like they were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, Man of Steel is just epic. Man of Steel is epic. A lot of uh, stuff in Justice or in uh, Dawn of Justice was. All right. There's some of it that was really awesome. There was some of it that was kind of weird because he oh collaborated like, with somebody else on a lot yeah. of stuff. Lex Luthor's weird theme song that played whenever he showed up was just, it was just very off putting, like not in a good way. I'm wondering if it's going to be like a Danny Elfman thing where like the guy that he collaborated with is going to take over for him now. It could be. Um, or maybe they'll just get Danny Elfman. Yeah, they could. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a bummer. But Batman shows up. It's just the 80s Batman theme. <laughs> Hopefully, or the 60s uh, Batman theme. <laughs> hopefully, we get somebody that can give us like an epic uh, Justice League theme, and Wonder Woman and Aquaman and all of them. Uh, I'm hoping there's just like surfer music playing for Aquaman the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that is a dream. With, with that reveal, it seems pretty uh, pretty certain that there'll be. I'm hoping so. Will they have a pet seal, and will Aqualad be in it? What? I'm very interested to see, like, for the Aquaman movie, like, how they film it. 
Like, is the whole thing going to be underwater? Like, that could look really weird. Yeah, that would be very strange. It's going to be very, um, it's going to be very well, interesting. Didn't they say it was going to be an origin? I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it's going to be. I'm not sure if it's going to be an origin, if it's going to be, uh, just a standard Aquaman adventure. Right. What's a standard Aquaman? Standard adventure? Aquaman like him adventure. Flying around on flying fish. Is him flying around on flying fish <laughs> and throwing uh, starfish yeah. at people. <laughs> I would love that. Finally, the Aquaman, Aquaman movie yeah. we all dreamed of. <laughs> you guys are part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We're not doing any favors. Nope. To the Aquaman. <laughs> See, I just wish they'd make a Namor movie, but I'm pretty sure he's owned by, like, Lionsgate or something. I think he's owned by Universal. Is it Universal? I think so. Some random studio is just clutching onto him, like, we'll make one someday, (laughs) you know. They're going to wait until the entire superhero movie bubble has popped, (laughs) and they're going to be like, we're going to be ballsy. We're going to make a superhero comic book movie. (laughs) We're going to save the industry. We're going to save the industry with Namor. I would love that. It would just be a terrible movie. It would. (laughs) (laughs) Who would you cast as, as... Hugo Weaving. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. I don't know. Zachary Quinto, maybe? Oh, oh yeah. I can see that. The problem with your he, pick, Tony, is he would do it, and then like after the movie came out, he'd be like, it was trash. Yeah, I just I did hate, it for I've the never, money. Yep. <laughs> That's what he always does. I don't even know what the hell a submariner is. <laughs> I just That's showed up not. for one day of work <laughs> on Transformers, threw some lines, and they just recorded me talking, and we just, that was it. <laughs> Because that's pretty much his take mentality. on every movie yeah, he yeah. ever does. I'm just a stunt man. I don't know what the hell happened with my career. <laughs> Next thing he kind of said the same thing with uh, Red Skull, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He said he hated it. He didn't like he doing said makeup. He, he didn't have any investment emotionally in the character. That that was that made me angry. Well, yeah. What the fuck is he like? Why would you talk that way? Like, especially with something that's such a rabid fan base. Uh huh. And so, like, he was like awesome in the role. I yeah, know. Like, I really great. enjoyed him. And it just sucks now because it puts Marvel in such an awkward spot where it's like, well, there are. If we want to bring Red Skull back now, what do we do? Do we, could we just? I guess theoretically they could just cast somebody else. And yeah. Mark, a lot of the Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, deal. yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Brody. They probably won't bring the Red Skull back because yeah. they kind of want to distance themselves from having Nazi characters in Disney films. Oh, because like, what does that mean for Indiana Jones? That's what I'm wondering. Oh, because yeah, because Walt was a Nazi. <laughs> That was just a rumor. <laughs> I have proof. <laughs> <laughs> I have his cryogenically frozen head, and a Nazi gorilla body, and he doesn't. <laughs> and he doesn't shut up about how much he hates the Jews. <laughs> well, who does? I mean, uh, last bit of news here, <laughs> which I think is what we're gonna stick on uh, for the most part. It's gonna be a sticky note. <laughs> it's gonna be a sticky very, note. Um, very sticky. DC released this week their new slew of titles. For the upcoming DC Rebirth. Did you see that picture where it's like the birth of man where they're all reaching up towards like God or something? I am like, not. Oh, no. it looks really cool. Like all of them are like struggling to reach up and there's like a, it looks like, you know, a Da Vinci painting where the finger's pointing down oh. and Superman's reaching up and Batman's reaching up and like, it looks really good, I thought. It's, uh, I, I saw a lot of the art, like it looks really weird, a lot of it. And like Batman has a new costume, which Jeff showed me last mm-hmm. week. He has a, uh, just this, it's the gray suit, black cape, black mask and all that, but and it has the black bat symbol, but it's outlined in yellow. Not like the normal oval yellow huh. you would see. It's but just a thin outline. Yeah. Just a thin outline, kind of like the Gordon Batman suit. Oh. I actually like it. Also, yeah, his utility belt has like a, it's black with a yellow outline around the pouches. Yeah. I, um, they kind of hooked me with the things I've seen. 
actually released uh, artwork wise, they they've hooked me into like I might actually go out and start picking up some issues. I thought you were gonna say I was gonna start fighting crime. Uh, no, I already. I, I actually I forgot to tell you guys. I <laughs> I ordered my truck tire. And my big ropes and <laughs> did you really? Did you really? I, I do have a truck tire. <laughs> and let me know if you want to pull it sometime. The the ropes are coming soon. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, because Batman inspired me. <laughs> Batfleck inspired you. Hell yeah, he did. <laughs> um, the one good thing that came out of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Superman in the rebirth looks pretty bizarre. I don't What's know if you guys like? have I seen him. I haven't seen um, um him. From what I've seen, his costume, it no longer has the collar. Yeah. It has I the like the, collar, the traditional Superman cut. Damn it. He doesn't have the underoos, though. Okay. Uh, the sleeves look like they come down a bit more like the new 52. And I think he has like a gold belt. Hmm. But his overall appearance. Now, try and follow me on this, everybody, because <laughs> this is going to get really confusing here in about a minute. Does he have the Jared girl? <laughs> so. Does he have the mullet? No, no uh, mullet. I can't remember if he has the Jerry Curl or not. But in um, the DC Convergence, in that story... Hold on, you lost me. The, this is, it is going to get really confusing. The pre-52 Superman and Lois Lane wound up on the new 52 Earth and survived. <laughs> okay. So now, going forward with the DC reboot, uh, Rebirth... I want to call it a reboot. <laughs> uh, Don't call it a comeback. The uh, Superman is on that is now the pre-52 Superman. And nobody knows what happened to the new 52 Superman. He's just kind of gone. <laughs> so people don't know if there's, they were talking about like in the start of Rebirth, there's, Rebirth, there's going to be a, a big character death. People are thinking he might be the new 52 Superman. Uh, there's also been word that in this new Rebirth, Superman and Clark Kent are going to be two different people. So now the thought is like, okay, so is the depowered new 52 Superman going to be Clark Kent? And then the what the, <laughs> the post 52 effect, Superman man. is just going to be Superman married to Lois Lane. And <sighs> so, <laughs> so new 52 Clark Kent within a month. No, we'll say five months, five issues will end up committing suicide because he has nothing really to live for. Yeah. <laughs> Lost his powers. Doesn't have Lois Lane. And it's just so confusing. Yeah. Like, even, like, if you look at the Rebirth Superman, he looks more like the classic. A lot of people didn't like the New 52 look. Too many panels. I love the New, I oh, so the new I. 52 look. I thought I it was a really cool modern take on Superman. I think I, I, I don't know if there's one thing I didn't like about the New 52 reboot. I didn't care for it. You're, you're... You're a Walt Disney. <laughs> Take that back. <laughs> Do you really want, need all this weird? This is how I know that I'm a, I'm a, like a, the actual comic book nerd is you just told me all this and I've been out of reading comic issue <laughs> yeah. comics and I literally am like three steps away from leaving this and going to the comic book store <laughs> and figuring out these issues and buying them. Also, at some point in this, Lex Luthor has become a Superman. I heard about that. I, yeah, I, yeah I, did. I heard that he got the powers or something. Here's a quick look. I'm going to show them. Is that Lex? That is Superman. That oh. is. I was going to say. Wait, does he have different colored sleeves? He's. Why does he look is that like the shading? He, he looks like um, 
Sylvester Stallone as Superman. <laughs> Here's another uh, another look at him. I like it from that angle. I don't I like hate it. it. I definitely like it better than the new 52 one. I, they got rid of the paneling lines, it looks like. You, oh, so you didn't like the armored look? No, I didn't care for it. I just... Uh, You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, li- I like the armored look. You're... It depended on each character. Like, I didn't like Flash's and, like, Superman's. I thought Batman's was fine. Um, Flash in the Flash line looked good. Flash in Justice League I was kind of iffy about. Uh, I didn't hate it, but I liked Flash in the Flash. I just like the classic Flash costume with, like, the weird zigzag-shaped bottoms of his boots <laughs> to give him traction. and then That's that's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's actually Ugh. 65 years yeah. old. <laughs> Things are going to get really confusing over at DC. Um, also, uh, Jeff Johns was not announced as a writer on any of the books. Really? He's doing a couple of the intro books, like a co-write. But other than that, he's having no part. He's going to be more of an overseer. Right. Of well, they need entire. That That's his re-launch. job now. He needs <laughs> to slap people on the wrist while they're drawing out these comics. Hey, 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 that doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, it was his job, but he was writing still for Justice League and Aquaman yeah. and all that. But now he's not even—he's not doing any of those. He's that not doing anything. Sad. He's—he's a, he's a very good writer. Um. Oh yeah. What he did for the Green Lantern was just. Uh huh. And Justice Society of America. Yeah. I read like the first seventeen issues of that. It was really good. It uh, he, what he did for Aquaman. I haven't read any any of the Aquaman stuff. You maybe you should. <laughs> <laughs> Does he throw starfish? No. <laughs> then I'm not. He interested. makes fucking killer sharks come out of the sea and just fuck people up. Um, I don't know. It's great. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll see what this uh, rebirth holds. I mean, everybody that listens knows we're skeptical about reboots and relaunches. I'm skeptical and... about the comic industry in general right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything I hear just doesn't appeal to me, really. Also, too, I noticed there's um, going to be a new title... I forget what it's called, but it's going to be basically Damian Wayne and... So he's not dead anymore? And uh, uh, Superman, uh, pre-New 52 Superman (laughs) and Lois Lane's kid. So this is post-crisis, pre-New 52, post-Old 52? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God! (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. I guess we could say pre-Flashpoint. So... Damian Wayne is Lois and Superman's kid? No, Damian Wayne Damian Wayne is going to be working with Lois and oh, Superman's kid. Okay. And it's this weird like they just it's just two little kids running around on having adventures. That sounds like Like garbage. Superboy is I guess essentially actually like a boy now. Um So it's the beginning of a new Teen Titans. I don't know. Beginning of New World's Finest. It's I forget what the title's called. Should have put that in my notes. Super youngsters. <laughs> it's it's something kind of like that. Actually, I think <laughs> Justice League babies, <laughs> like Muppet babies. Yeah, yep. Justice League preemies. <laughs> <laughs> Justice League mistakes. <laughs> I wonder. I, I'm, what I'm really curious about is if um, Jim Lee will be working on any of these new hmm. rebirth titles. Like from what I've seen of the art, none of it looks like. Uh, Jim Lee-ish. Jim Lee-style art. He's busy rebooting of Wildcats. <laughs> it's true. Um, that would be awesome. Oh, they're also... <laughs> uh, Sky Snyder is going to be doing All-Star Batman. Ooh, I didn't even know what? they had an All-Star Batman. They're going to be doing... Well, they're going to be doing an All-Star new... Did they ever finish All-Star Batman and Robin? 
I don't know. Um, I don't think so. I, I remember just getting issues like taking like six months to come out. Is it going like to be like the old All-Star Batman? Yeah. Is this in the same universe? I don't know. Because All-Star Batman and Robin was in a different universe. Yeah. You'll have to pick up the book and find out. Maybe I will. <laughs> um, here's another look at the Rebirth Superman. I, I forgot to note that he also does not have red boots. Huh. So, oh, my God. So it looks like he's wearing a onesie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Are those blue boots or is that just like a... Singlet? It looks like it's blue and it's like slightly outlined by red. Hmm. Very strange. strange. Very strange. Very strange look. Very strange look for Harley, too. I wish he'd just wear the Eradicator costume with the grandma shades. <laughs> That's my Superman. Yeah. My Superman's Cyborg Superman. Let's just take the classic Superman, make him a T-800. <laughs> half, half metal skeleton face. Come there, with there me you if you want to live. <laughs> um, also, it was announced that they're going to be revealing the Joker's name. Yeah. Oh, God. Which I'm sure will be retconned like immediately. Yeah, later. exactly. That's just so pointless. Because I mean, I feel like the whole like Joker is immortal thing was pretty much scrubbed clean pretty quickly. Yeah. Thank God. If only I could scrub it clean from my memory. <laughs> Fucking Joker is a Highlander. Give me a break. <laughs> there can only be one. <laughs> I just want them to start giving the other uh, villains in the Rogue Gallery more more strip time. Like, yeah. when was the last time that Batman like took on the Riddler? Uh, hush, yeah, hush, pretty much. Yeah. When's the last time he's tangled with Killer Moth, huh? <laughs> or Wallflower. <laughs> I do actually, one of my favorite sideline uh, rogues gallery guys is Mr. <laughs> I like Mr. Zaz a lot. Zaz, yeah. Zaz, yeah. He's, He's a, a good one. one. Yeah. I read it if one of his. If you read No Man's Land, that, that has a pretty good uh, Zaz storyline in it. Oh, cool. He like is unconscious and like Gordon and uh, Dr. Whatever her face is, is <laughs> taking care of her and taking care of him. And like they're kind of questioning, well, this guy's a fucking killer. Why don't we just let him die? <laughs> I, why, why do you want to reveal more about the Joker? He's fine as he is. Yeah. Uh, they they want to, they want to attract readers. With everybody him. wants to shake something up. They want everybody wants to add their own wrinkle. Yep. Reinvent the wheel, you know, but sometimes it doesn't need it. Yeah. Sometimes it's just fine. Just leave it alone. Just there's, it. there's a certain reason why certain things are so successful and why they work mm-hmm. uh, the, with the Joker. It's the fact that he has no origin. He has no set standard, you know, uh, of what, you know, where he came from makes him more interesting of a character, makes him better. You know, you, I don't understand this guy. Why is he doing it? Kind of makes him a little bit more terrifying. Mm-hmm. I need to know his real name. We don't need to know his past. What do you think his name's going to be? I'm thinking it's going to be Toby. Toby. Toby's <laughs> a good one. Nathaniel. It's crotch keys. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be Horatio. Horatio. I think it's, his first name's going to be Joe and his last name's going to be Kerr. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a. <laughs> oh, I would love that so much. People would be actually angry. Uh, I know. The um, six six book series, yeah, and then you find reveal. out. I, yeah, you find out at the end that it's Joe Kerr. That's like people would be like, "What the fuck?" New uh, the new Damian Wayne's Robin Superboy title, I believe, is going to be called Super Sons. <laughs> hey, I was pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why I couldn't remember that. It's such a complicated but I couldn't. Title. And they're also like one of the Superman titles I thought was really weird. It's going to be called the Superman. 
like with the little dash in the middle, like Spider-Man. Huh. And I'm like, that's strange. Weird. I can understand the V part. It makes him sound creepy. But like a lot of the titles coming out with new number ones, there's going to be Aquaman Rebirth, Batman Rebirth, The Flash Rebirth. Um, Barry Allen is Flash still? Doesn't say. Uh, Superman Rebirth, Titans Rebirth, Wonder Woman Rebirth. Those all come out in June. Um, July, they're going to have Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, uh, Hell Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, the Hellblazer, Justice League, Nightwing, Red Hood and the Outlaws. Nightwing's getting back his blue and black costume, too, by the way. Oh, uh, no, no more red and black? Does it really fucking matter? <laughs> <laughs> I like the red and black. I like the red and black, too, but, you know, DC is like, well, people aren't buying this. Let's go back to this now. And They should probably just put him back in his 80s get up. Oh, with the big yeah. collar. We were just talking about that on the way here. Yeah, we were. With, like, the feather-looking outline around the collar. Uh-huh. That's what they need. Really um, questioning like Dick pow- Grayson's sexuality. <laughs> yeah. His powder blue <laughs> leotard <laughs> with a huge collar. We'll see if this works. I don't know. I'm like you, Jeff. I'm skeptical. You I'm know, sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to rub off on you like that. It's okay. <laughs> I I enjoy the new 52. I don't know. It was enjoyable and, and I thought pretty successful for the first you know few months they were doing it. Then just like everything, it, kinda, it got convoluted as fuck. It, it, it started to fall off uh, right when zero year. And the same thing's gonna happen with this. I can, I, I can, I can imagine now. Like a lot of, I can imagine like the books coming out, people really enjoying them, and then at some point, shit's gonna get fucked up, and it's gonna be all messed up again. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be sitting here in 2020, maybe talking <laughs> about the next DC rebirth, DC the new, new, new 52, <laughs> or some weird shit like that. Yeah, sadness. But oh well. But oh well, indeed. You know why? Because I guess in this grand scheme of things, they could reboot these universes 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 times. It doesn't matter because we're still going to have all the books we love. Yep. All the stories are still going to be there. They're not going to be scrubbed or erased from the history. Just like Batman Mad Love Ooh, good that we're going to be talking about right here. You just segued right so now. Hard, you, you just segued so hard that I want to <laughs> call you. Uh, lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Blart. Paul Blart. Oh, oh that would have been good. too. I segued the shit out of that. <laughs> so I actually I went to the local comic book store, Big Ben, last week, and I picked up uh, that Batman Mad Love. I just saw it sitting there, and I was like, Do I want to? And then. There's those stories, each character has them. There's certain stories that you just, you have to pick up. You know, Batman, for a lot of them, it's like, you know, Dark Knight Returns, Killing Joke, uh, Hush, Year One, uh, Year One, Long Halloween, Batman Mad Love is one of them. Um, and now, like you guys, like, I'm sure you guys, my first introduction to this story was in the Batman, the animated series episode, yep. which was uh, the new adventures of Batman. It had the really blocky, well, blocky for Bruce, Tim <laughs> animation, hyper stylized. And uh, what this episode is known for and, and praised for is the origin story of Harley Quinn. I actually read the comic before I seen the episode. Really? Mm-hmm. Cause the, the comic, yeah, the comic came first, then the episode. Yeah. Um, and they were originally they were thinking about doing it and they were like, you know what, let's 
let's do it as a comic book mm-hmm. instead of an episode. And they did it. It got rave reviews, won awards. Um, and for good reason. And for good reason. Uh, Jeff and Tony actually sat down and read it <laughs> right before we recorded here. Jeff was laughing. He was having a <laughs> <laughs> Jeff was having a grand old time yeah, reading just, this I was book. Sitting there reading it, and all of a sudden I started giggling and um, look at me funny. And the great thing about this book is that it, it's not long. Like, so if if you have something that's kind of sort of in the comics, but you know, you, you want them to read something, this is like a good good book to just hand them and read. Yep, and be like, read this. It's not too long. No, don't really need to know any backstory. No, don't need to know any backstory and. It's not over wordy, you yeah. know. It's not like Watchmen or Dark Knight. Returns. Yeah, you don't it's just paragraphs of bubbles. Oh and my stuff god, like that. walls of text to like insist that you read to get the full scope mm-hmm. of the mythos and blah blah. No, no, no. This is very direct, very straightforward, and it, it reads like an episode of Batman the Animated Series. Yep. Um, it was funny because I when I started reading it. I picked it up and I thought, I was like, okay, I was like, it's going to be pretty, you know, I don't know how much I'm going to enjoy this because I've already seen the episode. Um, I already know what's going to happen, but I enjoyed the shit out of it. I loved it. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah, me too. Bruce Tim, Paul Dini, if you guys don't know those two names. Then we hate you. Then we hate you. <laughs> You're terrible people. And you should die. No. Uh <laughs> Good God. Bruce Tim Paul Dini, they are the godfathers of Batman the Animated Series. They are single-handedly responsible for how great it was. Um, and they created Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. They did something that not everybody can do. They created a character for an animated show, and the creator has become as iconic as the rest of of the characters involved with it. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people didn't, I didn't realize for a long time that Harley Quinn was created for the show. Because like, um, I just grew up watching the episodes and I just thought it was another. It's always one character. of those. It's one of those like little facts that I throw out at people just to see their brain explode. <laughs> like I go, you know, Harley was actually not in the comics up until the, um, she was in the, <sighs> the show. <laughs> and they go, what? And I go, yeah. That's like how Dr. Phil is the voice actor for the shredder. In the Ninja Turtles cartoon. Not Dr. Phil, Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil, not oh. Dr. Phil. Thank you. <laughs> I was about to say, in the new one? <laughs> um, I'm going to get those turtles. <laughs> <laughs> what you have to do? Oh, right, uh, quick oh, question. Oprah's crank. Name <laughs> the episode that Harley Quinn first appeared in. You got me. Tony? Listen, I'm I'm not the one with all the box sets. <laughs> Joker's this, favor. This, this this was a trick question. <laughs> Mike just wanted to show off. I did. Uh, first episode was Joker's favor, the one where Joker. Um, it's actually one of my favorite episodes, where a guy is having like a terrible day and Joker cuts him off and he curses the Joker. Oh uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> one of my favorite episodes. I love that episode. Like, if I put my box set on <clears> and that episode <throat> pops up, I have to stop everything I'm doing. <laughs> And like I have to watch this one because there's parts in it that I legitimately just laugh. That's the first episode I ever watched. When really? I was a kid, yeah. And what an introduction. What a, and the first episode of Harley Quinn. Yep. Um after that she was kind of peppered in throughout the show. Like she wouldn't be in every episode with the Joker, but then when they did Mad Love the book and they did the show, it really opened the no pun intended, opened the book on her <laughs> and really showed that there was a lot of layers to this character. 
So what did you guys, did you guys, how did you guys enjoy the book? Jeff, I know you loved it. <laughs> it was great. Uh, it was really funny. It was charming. Um, I mean, I always liked Harley Quinn a lot. I always thought she was a great character. The artwork in it, oh my God, Bruce, Tim, like seeing it detailed and fully fleshed out, you know, in static drawings that really let you appreciate it. I agree. Like I coming from somebody who does, well, I drew a bit. I still do occasionally. He dabbled. He dabbled. I still do occasionally, but like, you know, his proportions and everything are so bizarre. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to like try and emulate. Like even like me, like there's a lot of things that I can look at and I can draw and make it look pretty good. Like I've looked at Jim Lee drawings and try to do them and stuff like that. And I've had better success than I've had at trying to do Bruce Tim drawings. That's because he has his like refrigerator head people. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is just so bizarre and blocky and streamlined and hyper stylized. It's amazing how well it just flows. Yeah. It just works so well together. Yeah. It doesn't hurt the eyes. No, no, not at all. Very cool. Like open the, you know, the book, like the colors, everything is just so bright for a Batman book, too. for a Batman book. Mm-hmm. And there's pages where you're just open it. And you're just like, oh, I wish I had that like as a poster. I know. Or, you know, maybe throw that up on a T-shirt or something. Um, Tony, how would you enjoy the book? I mean, I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, see you next week. <laughs> I, for me and being a uh, longtime comic reader, it was it's I, I, I like Bruce Tim all in all. But like if I'm going to sit down and read a comic, that was something along these nature. Like I, I'll read it, but it's not one. It's not really up my alley, which is weird because usually when it's not up my alley, I just completely downright hate it. But it's uh it was a nice treat. It was like yeah. Halloween candy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I love it. Like I've, I'm looking through the book, kind of the benefits of, I don't know if you consider it a benefit or a downside of reading it after watching it mm-hmm. or seeing it first and reading it, you know, is you look at the panels and you're like, Oh, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember that scene. I remember actually like, it's actually like, like this right here. We have it opened up to mm-hmm. where, She's trying to hand over documents to Batman to a Joker plan. And Harley's trying to, you know, trick Batman. And like the way it, it's like the panels, is, it looks just like how they filmed it and shot it right. for the animated series, like with the pan outs and everything like that, mm-hmm. the wind blowing. Except I like this better because it's in the animated series style and not the new adventure style. With the Joker's yeah. creepy With the Joker's weird eyes. alien head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was never a fan of that Joker. No. And I will go on. I will. I will go to my grave hating <laughs> that they went with that design option for the Joker. Some of the characters, like I liked Poison Ivy's look better in the New Adventures. Some of them, yeah. Some of them I enjoyed. Bane, I just don't understand. He looked like I a weird dominatrix. Like a sex dungeon look going on for him. I didn't understand that at all. Um, the book has some things in it that the show didn't. Uh, one <laughs> thing is, uh, one thing is it has like Harley like fantasizing about mm-hmm. Joker and her those, having kept, kids. Yeah, kept, and those are what I was laughing at. <laughs> it looks so funny because there's like a little Harley and a little Joker, and he's like spraying her with like a, trying to spray her with, like an acid flower. <laughs> like um, it, that that one in particular, it's actually a a big classic. Like that you see it in a lot on a lot of prints and stuff. You go to like Comic Cons. I've seen it a hundred times over. That that 
like thought bubble with them and the kids. <laughs> I could believe it. There's another part where she's uh, imagining them old, which is also <laughs> hilarious. It just looks so funny. So you want to fool around? Because <laughs> they're in, like they're old, but and like she still has the jester hat on, <laughs> and it just looks so ridiculous. Another um, thing that wasn't in the episode was the uh, implied blowjob. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> there's a. They dive a little bit more into uh, Harley's backstory, like. Uh, Batman talking to Alfred mentions how she went to college. She wasn't necessarily an A student, <laughs> she which kind of gives you a yeah. different perspective on the character as a whole. Mm-hmm. A legit A student. She was an A student. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, a strong B student. For example, like from what I had known from the show, I had known that, you know, the psychiatrist part and choker, yeah. you know, manipulator. So you almost like, oh, my gosh, she was like started out such as a, like a sweet person. Mm-hmm. And she was so victimized. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that <laughs> inherently in college, she struggled, so she did favors <laughs> of some sort. Of some sort to get A's. Yay, I, feminism. I, <laughs> <laughs> favors that rhyme with Joe Bob. Let us. <laughs> I think those for me were the saving grace of the, of the book. Um, just, <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This book's good, but it really is a blowjob. <laughs> Just because, like, it, it, like you said, it gives a different side of Harley. Like, watching the show, you're like, oh, man, she was corrupted. And, like, no, this bitch. She wasn't always her. innocent. Yeah. Um, uh, well, but yeah, I mean, to a degree, of course, um, I would still say she was definitely corrupted. But it kind of makes it a bit uh, more under, like, a, you can kind of understand it a bit more. Right. Like, if you don't, like, that part kind of missing, like, not saying that she, you know, was always kind of not troubled, but... Because it also touches on how, like, the only reason she entered the field really was to be like a uh, superstar Dr. Superstar Phil Dr. Phil type person. Yeah. She wanted to save the really bad ones. <laughs> you know, and she wanted to, you know, write on their, you know, write books about them and be famous and stuff like this. You know, it wasn't necessarily just like, oh, I just legitimately want to yeah, help people. Like, there, there was, there was always motive. Yeah, yeah, there was ulterior motive, which kind of puts her more in line with, like, a, okay, I could see how that character could maybe end up going down that road as opposed to, oh, she was a doctor and now she just... Is a crazy person. Is a crazy person. <laughs> what a what a sharp turn that was. <laughs> <laughs> um, She's a great role model for females. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah let's... <laughs> she is a... T- well, like, they talk, go ahead. They talk about in the foreword, the book is supposed to be a cautionary tale about obsession and, and how abusive relationships yeah <laughs> and everybody's like oh i wish i could be a couple just like harley and the joker I like, know. no you don't he beats the shit out of her <laughs> and like throws ass yeah, at her when he's angry pushes her out of windows like, there's always those memes like i just want to have the love yeah that and harley and joker <laughs> have like really you you want your spouse to beat the shit out of you on a daily basis it's a, yeah like in a world of kanye's and kim kardashian <laughs> Be a Joker and Harley, like. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, maybe you should just be neither. I don't know. Well, like, and that's the thing. Like, what is it about? Because the Harley Quinn character, she has an enormous fan base. Mm-hmm. Enormous. What is it about this character that people, a lot of you know, women and stuff, like, just gravitate towards? Like, there's the whole like, uh, you know. Empower women empowerment. Yeah, I wouldn't. And I think Harley, like in the books now, has, has slowly taken more of a turn to that. They've yeah. kind of separated her a bit more from yeah, Joker. They, but really, that's they, only been like in the past like five, ten years. Not like, really. 
Not even that long, yeah. No, no, it's actually been longer because they had Gotham City Sirens that really started to drive her feminist side home. Right. She teamed up with uh, Catwoman and Poison Ivy. Well, there was even, like, the episode they did where uh, Harley kind of left Joker and she was staying with Poison (laughs) Ivy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was supposed to... But, like, she was still pining over Joker. She still... Wanted to see Joker. She like there's a little part where she makes the Joker's face out of her food <laughs> yeah. on the plate. Um, yeah, I remember that. You know, uh, especially like you know early Harley Quinn. Like, I I mean I don't know how much more she is now. If she's just as obsessed, or is she a little bit more independent? But I don't know how like any woman could look at her like that early in her stage and be like, I identify with that. <laughs> I feel like she really gets women. <laughs> well, I mean. This a lot a of women topic. have been there, of course. A lot of people have been there. Yeah. Abusive relationships or like obsessing over. But it'd be someone. better if like you saw her like move past that. But like in this book, she doesn't move past that. She gets pushed out of a window <laughs> and almost dies. And like the last few panels are her in the hospital talking about how, you know, that's it. She's done. She's never going to fall for it again. She's going to move on. And then she gets a flower that says, feel better, Jay. <laughs> And then she says how she's just a beautiful angel and she loves him so much. Yep. And it's kind of a bummer. Like you're like, oh, because you like you're like you want to see her move on and get better from this because he's obviously bad for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I think that's where a lot of people line. They they root for her to. You kind of want to see her get better. Yeah, uh, he's not good boyfriend material. <laughs> that, that girl, joker. you gotta get rid of him. <laughs> Mm-mm. Um, I think a lot, I think a lot of it, uh, at least for the girls I've talked to is they just enjoy the fun side of Harley Quinn. She's hilarious. The fun part, not necessarily the dark and serious flaws, which they don't always focus on. Um, no, no, they don't. Like, you know, I mean, the character's really funny. The voice actress was hilarious. Uh The goofy stuff they have her do. I mean, it's just, um, it's almost like childlike. Like, Mm -hmm. she's just really silly over the top, brings a really goofy... Does that make you... Does that also make... The child does also make you want... You know, make you more want to see her also get better and move on from as long as that writing, abusive relationship? <laughs> as long as the writing's good, she can just get the shit beat out of her all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I remember in, uh, in New 52 when the Joker was making his comeback with the whole ripped-off face... Uh, there is, I think there's a Suicide Squad issue where Joker encounters Harley and Harley is acting out more in an anger sense with him. But I, if I remember correctly, it's an anger sense of you disappeared and you didn't tell me where you were going kind of anger. <laughs> He's kind of a jerk. At t- he doesn't treat her well at times. Well, <laughs> I feel like we've, we've definitely... Uh, Hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> Harley, you just need to find a nice boy. Take care of you. Or like girl. Batman. Or Batman. girl. Or Poison Ivy. Or, yeah. There's, there's been a lot of hints <laughs> of that in the past. Oh, yeah. Um, no, there's also an, that. The there's another Justice comic does it a lot. Mm. Really? Mm. <laughs> there, was, uh, there was another episode of Batman the Animated Series, too, where, like, it was... Uh, I think it was uh, Harley's day out where, <laughs> where she goes shopping, where she goes shopping. And like, she's, <laughs> they gave her like yep. the full seal of approval. Like you've been, you've been rehabilitated. Oh, yeah, yeah. The giant stamp that said sane on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
have like a screenshot of her like holding it up like proudly with a big stamp mark that says sane on it. And I was like, it's, oh, that's a fantastic cool. episode. It's another one where at the end, you know, you're just like, oh, she was so close to, uh-huh. to making it. But, you know, sometimes you can't shake those. She Shawshank redemptioned it. You can't, <laughs> you can't shake those old feelings, those old habits. You're always just going to find your, you know, it's hard. It's another cautionary tale. It is. Don't go crazy, folks. Don't, don't, don't want to take your pills. <laughs> don't ask for a Mr. J. Yep. I love this story. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I, I was very happy reading it. I know you could. Jeff, it. Jeff was laughing so much. <laughs> um, I just love that each panel in itself could be a great poster. Like you can just take a random panel. Mm-hmm. It's just so vibrant and colorful. And even like. And it a lot of, you know, has like a black and white storyboards in it. Those look really good too. Mm-hmm. I just love Bruce Tim's art. Like it talks about how he loves to draw women in provocative poses. I was like, oh yeah, you could tell. You could tell. <laughs> Every time like Harley's standing or just doing, she's not just like standing. She's doing very, some sort of it's exotic a very, pose. Yeah, yeah. very pinup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everything looks like a pinup pose. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I mean, yeah. We were talking about this before we recorded. Like, if you Google. Uh, Bruce Tim artwork, you'll see a lot of provocative and not suitable for work. Uh, nipples. There's nipples. Drawings he's done of <laughs> not male nipples either. Various characters. Not bat nipples. What's great is seeing him draw like Jean Grey and like other. Yeah, Marvel like I've characters. seen him draw like some yeah. of the X Men and stuff oh, like that. It could have been, you know? type. <coughs> in a dream. In a dream. We were all just <laughs> a different universe where it was an X Men, the animated series done by. Bruce Tim, could you imagine? And then the Batman show was done more like the X Men show. Oh my God, mind <laughs> <laughs> My head is exploding. But then, if that happened, we would never probably have Harley Quinn. That's true. Yeah. But we might have some other created character, or it might have been Jubilee or something. Maybe Jubilee wouldn't have been really annoying the whole time. <laughs> Maybe she would have been well written and well developed. <laughs> Do you know how much that video arcade game cost? Yeah, a quarter. <laughs> this book. Um, <laughs> Batman's almost like a, a background character in this entire yeah. book, too. Like, he's not really in it a whole lot. Like, this is strictly, like, a Harley story. Like, if you know somebody that, like, is a Harley Quinn fan, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason... Plenty of them out there. They haven't... This is a good Christmas gift. ...read this book. Yeah, give it, like... Or just, like, a, a here, you're awesome. Here's a Harley Quinn origin no, story no. book. No, that's <laughs> stupid. Just give it to him for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody just deserves a book outright. <laughs> Harsh judge of humanity, you are, Tony. I'm the goddamn Batman. <laughs> uh, good but I, I totally agree with you, Mike. If if somebody's a, a Harley Quinn fan, this is definitely a, a must a, read. Yeah, for sure. And I would even do what we did, like watch the episode Mad Love and then read the book and it's 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 a treat yeah it it's weird because it dabbles into the little bit of the darker past of harley which is uh it's funny i might have to actually go pick up the book just so i can have janelle read this book mm-hmm. and see that dark past of harley because I, I i i just picture her reading it because she's a big harley harley quinn fan and the part with the with the, <laughs> with the professor with the thing that rhymes with joe bob <laughs> and i could just see her like her jaw just going what <laughs> Just like Harley's did. <laughs> Do you feel like somebody who, like who, like really looks at Harley as like a great character would read that and maybe be like, oh, <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed. In I, her. I was disappointed at that part. Like I was like, oh, Harley, no, you, you don't know how to do that, girl. You got so much going for you. Uh, maybe. I mean, I I wasn't 
appalled by it. Like I was, yeah. I was kind of like, that makes sense. Like, yeah. I feel like this episode's going to touch on a lot of hot issues. Yeah. <laughs> Very hot Maybe. issues. Hashtag feminist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely um, no not such a f- thing. No such <laughs> thing as bad press. <laughs> it's not a feminist anthem. That is for sure. No, no. Um, it touches it on stereotypes, played- tropes. Uh, just the drawings alone, like you said, like always been very provocative. You're also talking about mid '90s too, so yeah, this came out before the episode, so it was it was mid '90s. '94, um, I think. Probably the probably uh, uh, new adventures were like late '90s, weren't they? Yeah, like early 2000s. They were yeah, like '97, '98. Um, that was around the time the Superman animated series came out, wasn't it? Right after, like they had, I think they had a season or two of the Superman, and then. They did the new adventures one, and they. It's funny how like, the animation. They had real guns in Batman the Animated Series, but, but they, they had, had lasers. lasers in yeah Superman. Really cool looking lasers, like weird Art Deco lasers, but lasers nonetheless. They were yeah, it was. I, I never got into the Superman show nearly as much I, as I loved it. I I watched every episode. I just hate Superman. <laughs> well, like I'm not, you know, I watched it for the other characters mainly. Like I loved Metallo, Brainiac. Uh, I was never a huge Brainiac fan. You stupid. <laughs> I, I love Darkseid because he was voiced by uh, Michael Ironside. Uh-huh. Uh, Lex Luthor. Yeah, he, he was voiced by a guy who does Mr. Crab. From, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, his his uh, character model is based on Telly Savalas, which I always loved. Mm. That's uh, Kojak for everyone who isn't sure. Go, um, go Google it. I'm surprised no, neither one of you pointed out, like, one of my favorite things in this book was such a small thing. And it's not even actually, it's not in the show because of violence and, and all <laughs> that. But there's a part, the part where Harley calls Joker and tells him that she has Batman. And he's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You have who? What? You have who what, tied up where? <laughs> and he leaves. And then you see him speed off in the car and you see him hit an old guy and the old guy goes flying in the air. Like, he's just flying in the air. I missed that. Yeah, it's because, we, it's because we were rushed. We didn't get to fully enjoy the book. It was a fantastic and uh, obviously like something they... Well, you were rushed because I took my time. That's, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get to look at like the panels of artwork for like 20 minutes like I normally do with a comic book. Mm. Mm. It's great too because... <laughs> Joker's imagining like Don't all judge the me. all the villains like judging him because Harley <laughs> killed Batman. But uh, here's the panel right Mr. here. Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I totally did. Man, that was before. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he just got done grocery shopping too. That poor bastard. Just on his way home. And I think what also added this book is like you're reading it and you hear like all the voice actors. Mm-hmm. You hear Kevin Conroy. You yeah. Hear, um, Interesting thing, like uh, the actress that does Harley Quinn's voice, uh, Paul Dini actually got the inspiration. The first act uh, voice actor. Yes. Okay. He actually got the inspiration for the character, seeing her on a soap opera in like kind of a clown esque really attire. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And then it just kind of the whole thing just kind of came full circle. Wow. Started to spitball. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, and Paul Dini actually was originally drew Harley Quinn. And there's actually a statue of it, a Batman black and white statue of his early design for Harley Quinn. She had a very, uh, very 1950s-esque look to her. Like everything else on the Yeah, and, and <laughs> I think Bruce Sim was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, I think, I think we won out in the end. It was a, a great design. Still like the 
design for yeah, Har- for iconic. Harley Quinn. Like despite all the, re- all the redesigns oh, and everything God. like Let's that. Let's put her in a corset and um, all this other horse shit. <laughs> Actually, that I was gonna kind of put this in there um for any harley quinn fans there's actually a really sweet uh like pin pin up bombshell harley statue at big ben's right now uh for riding a harley (laughs) it's like i think it's like four or five hundred bucks but to me if you're a collector and you're you're a big uh i've seen that oh that's cute um a, a big fan of harley it's it's probably a must have like harley out of harley yeah (laughs) i would i would definitely buy it for sure because it's such a it's it looks fantastic. I seen it out of the box and everything. Actually, I saw um, uh, Fat Man on Batman with Paul Dini, and uh, they asked him. They're like, "Do you have you know with everything that's happened with Harley, like now with the Suicide Squad movie coming out and the new Fifty Two designs, the Arkham games, and all that? Do you have a, a problem with how people are perceiving her now, like in all her different attires and stuff like that?" He said, "No, nah, really. he, <laughs> he didn't really have an issue with it." Like. It is what it is. I mean, you kind of understand that costumes change over time. Yeah, things yeah. change. People change. Um, it's kind of like we said about the books. Like nothing's gonna ha- like that Harley design is still gonna be there. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, it's always gonna be the DLC for every game. Yeah, yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're still gonna be able to see it. You know, it's still gonna be on shirts and books and all this stuff. And I mean, I like wow. the Suicide Squad. Harley outfit, that like Derby Girl inspired look. I like. Yeah, it does kind of look like like a yeah. roller derby. Mm-hmm. Which is a which I thought is a good fit for her. I would agree. Yeah, because yeah, there's like a roller derby Harley in like the new Fifty Two as well, mm-hmm. which you can kind of see they got a lot of their inspiration for the colors. Definitely, uh, suicide like like, like the red and yeah. purple. Mm-hmm. Purple is bluish. For show. Sure. Good times. Good times. I got nothing else. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Read it. It's good. Read it. <laughs> um, a definite must read for any Harley fan or uh-huh. just Batman. Just fan Batman fan in general, like. Why not? It's it's Paul Dini, it's Bruce Tim, fantastic art, good writing, and it's one of the most probably loved Batman characters in the past. When's the last time they invented two a decades? Batman? Character? When's when was the last time anything introduced a new character, and it took off like really well, like oh. especially in like an animated series? Like Spider Man tried it with Hydro Man. <laughs> <laughs> Hydrant man, the dogs must love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for remembering that. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I didn't have to, but well, you know, you never know when it'll come in handy. Um, yeah, there was another abusive relationship story. Hydro man and Mary Jane. Yeah, he was an obsessed yeah. ex-boyfriend. Didn't know when to let go, and he also had a fat face. Why do you have a fat face? Because he was on roids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did have a roided up body. He was like all muscular. And Hence be the abusiveness. Yeah. <laughs> Roid rage. <laughs> we figured out the mystery. Uh, Joker's what? insane and Hydro Man has roids. <laughs> not not hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish, you know, Paul Dini did more, more books. I wish he mainlined, like, I wish he was just the number one Batman writer. He could really. You get him and uh, Scott Snyder, Grant Morrison. Get them all that on. Lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> I love Grant Morrison. I do too, but he's a crazy person. Like all the good writers are. Yeah, but he's he always writes the weirdest books. <laughs> like if you ever like read Sea Guy sometime, like read what he does when he can just completely 
write whatever he wants. I was going to say, have complete control. control. Yeah, he's a lunatic. <laughs> I mean, I love him, and his stories are always a great read, but he's, he's a crazy person. <laughs> Aren't we all <laughs> just a little, true. little insane? Gotta, <laughs> gotta let the crazy fly in order to be successful. Yeah. I think that was my chair. <laughs> Jeff's chair squeaking. Sorry. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fidgeter. They yell at me for chewing on the microphone cord. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, any final thoughts on this lovely story? Um, yes. Don't go out with the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes girls can do it better. <laughs> I like that. What? what Harley? Oh, got, yeah. yeah. Harley has like Batman all in. You're cornered right. And I was, I was for a minute there. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Joe uh, Harley. She has Batman bound, tied. Yeah, like had up, him. Like she had him beat. Yeah. <laughs> yep. One piranha tank away. And like, she made the piranha smile. <laughs> yeah. I love it in the show when she's explaining it. It's so adorable. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's like, I had. I had you turned that down, so you see the little fishy <laughs> smiles on them. And I'm like, uh, you like poor, you poor refer- dumb fool. <laughs> I like how they reference how she hates fish in it again, too, because there's the Joker. Yeah, yeah. That made her eat that. Mm, yummy, yummy. <laughs> <laughs> if you have 25 bucks, you like Harley Quinn, you like Batman, you love reading Joker after Joker after Joker after Joker, <laughs> I would suggest going and picking this book up. It was um, a good, fun read. Didn't take itself seriously. No, it's uh. It's I mean, it had dark tones, but it also had. It was also the animation. The art helped it felt feel light mm-hmm. it colors. Was, it was dark tones for that universe. Oh yeah. yeah, very true. Which I mean, I think if because when they moved to WB and they started doing the new adventures, which this book, the episode was aired with, they were able to get away with a little bit more. <laughs> Like people like than they were on uh, Fox Kids when they were on there. Like Batgirl falling from a high rise Good into God. a car. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the commentary on that. The they put the kibosh on that. They were like, no, no, we can't because they actually originally had it um, where she was falling and you just see her, you know, from the camera view. Mm-hmm. And then they went with the inside the car, <laughs> which is I which think is worse. a million times worse. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just like they're like driving. Going, oh my god! You know, and you're you're essentially in the car yeah. with uh, Commissioner Gordon as his daughter hits the car <laughs> yeah. and bounces off, oh. and yeah, like, like crumpled the, the roof and everything. Yeah, like and her body's sitting there. It's just all like contorted and, and it, like wasn't her blood trailing out of her mouth? Uh, yes. Yeah, they got away with a lot more blood on that too. Like uh, in the original animated series, they I think they got blood in like one episode, mm-hmm. which was the Man Bat episode, and Fox was like. <laughs> no more, no more, no we more. Really have guns. They would just purposely like put shit in, just to, just to, just to <laughs> like actual that they bags knew. Of shit. What? <laughs> so, like actual <laughs> bags of shit. Well, so you mentioned that Uh-oh. because they actually oh, <laughs> they actually had a part that they had put in there at one point where uh, Alfred's in the Batcave and a bat. Poops oh, on yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they actually like, I think that's one of those things they threw in there and they were like, okay, we know this is going to get cut, but if they cut this, we'll probably be able to keep this just because of time constraints <laughs> and whatnot. Smart. Yeah, um, funny. But I, I honestly, I cannot say enough things about this book. Um, 
and about these characters, the characters I love. Read it. If you haven't, I mean, I don't, it took me a long time to finally pick it up and read it. <laughs> uh, don't wait as long as Mike. Don't wait <laughs> as long as me. Don't be like me, kids. Um, be so, like me. <laughs> be like me. Walk be in, like me. have no self-control, and buy a <laughs> lot of shit. That is what comic books... Uh, you're a comic book story's favorite person. I, I am. Gary's always <laughs> like, he ain't done. <laughs> Tony! He only has one thing in his hand. He's not done. <laughs> I give I give this book a solid five stars. How many bats, though? How many piranhas? Uh, how many piranhas? <laughs> I, I would give it... What's a... Uh, what's a uh, the, the tank had exactly 72 piranhas in it. I'll <laughs> give it 72 of those smiling piranhas. <laughs> <laughs> I love arbitrary numbers. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I, I give it a I'd give it a perfect score of seventy two piranhas. As I'll, well. I'll agree. Seventy two smiling piranhas. <laughs> We're all in agreement on the podcast. No civil wars here. <laughs> um, next month. <laughs> so real quick before we uh, wrap this up, put that book over there. Uh, Paul Dini in July is actually going to be coming out with a Batman book. Really? Called uh, Dark Knight, A True Batman Story. Ooh. Um, It's (laughs) actually going to be a Vertigo title. Ooh. (laughs) Um, Does he? Oh, I'm curious. I'm real curious. That'll give him a lot. It'll give him all the creative. uh, He doesn't have any creative restraints then. This uh, story, uh, he actually wrote, it's actually, it's called uh, Dark Knight, A True Batman Story. It's actually based on actual things that happened to him. Uh, apparently sometime before they were getting ready to produce uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, uh, he was on a date and he was walking home and he was jumped. By the Joker? And he was beat. Uh, they broke his nose. No shit. Uh, they shattered like parts of his face. Um, did a real number on him. And he actually like ended up walking home. It was like blocks away from his house. And he just, he entered this point of, you know, where it was hard for him to work on the animated series because something like this happens, something like this happens and you're working on a show where stuff like that doesn't happen and where there's always Uh somebody there to protect you, protect the person and save the person. My God, Paul Dini is Batman. And, (laughs) um, you know, so he wrote the story of him dealing with it and, uh, from what I've gathered, like a lot of the Batman characters are like him parts in his personality and in his head that he was feeling at that time. Like Batman's trying to tell him, you know, he needs to move on. The Joker's, you know, they're egging him on, you know, two faces there, you know, telling him like what a terrible person he is and poison Ivy's, you know, they're telling, plants. telling him how, you know, why is all his relationships have failed. Wait, and, this sounds really weird. Yeah, hold on a second. <laughs> like, it's from actual Paul Dini's like perspective, mm-hmm. and then like he just has all these inner voices of the characters he's wrote for for years. That's that was my my understanding, huh? Of I'm a little less intrigued yeah. now, but I'm still probably gonna. Figure I'm definitely out a way gonna to read, read it. This, yeah. Um, it's really. I mean, if you actually look it up, he's actually on a Fat Man on Batman podcast, and he talks about like the whole thing. Mm. And, you know, uh, and it just sounds like it was just like a terrible experience, like just awful. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> he said that like even like when he, you know, had picked himself up, 
and was walking back home, the same people drove past and they tried to hit him with their car. Are you <gasps> what the fuck? Who are these people? Yeah. Um, Somebody, they weren't fans of the series. <laughs> That's obvious. He, uh, Superman's better. <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, <laughs> there's actually like this really like the de- depressing part. Like, I mean, since then he's married and stuff like that, but has armed um, guards follow him everywhere. It was just, uh, he said it was really hard for him like to get home and there wasn't anybody there to, you know, ask him what happened. You know, are you okay? You know, he just got there and he said all that was there was just, you know, a bunch of, uh, animation cells and, and, you know, toys cats. and stuff. And, you know, he said uh, he just, you know, took a bath and he didn't even go to the hospital right away. You know, when he called the cops and the cops were just basically like, oh, we're probably you know, not going to get him. <laughs> so 90, if only there was a Batman. So 90% of people who read comics probably shouldn't read this because they're going to like go, this is my life. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Where what I'm, I'm going to just be sitting there going, God damn. <laughs> uh, the cover is very like intriguing like they have it up for pre-order right now on amazon wow who is that looks like alex ross i would definitely i mean kind of this book i definitely want to check out just because of the bizarre nature of it yeah a true um, who uh story. does it say who uh does the pencils you're gonna make me read yeah <laughs> talk about the writer i want to know who the pencils are <sighs> don't say umberto ramos or I will cry. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's Rob Layfield. So you won't see Batman's feet in this story. For some hella pouches. <laughs> yep. He'll be holding two huge guns and he'll have a cracked sword and a sheath. And... <laughs> ah, we love you, Rob. Never change. He listens. <laughs> he's our he's our avid most avid fan. We keep getting some listens out of California. I'm pretty sure that's Rob Layfield. <laughs> Let oh, they be- mentioned my pouches. <laughs> Let me be in the next Deadpool film. I know you got <laughs> weight to pull. Let's do this. I would love that so much. I want to be Kid Pool. <laughs> Eduardo Rousseau. Never heard of him. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were making up a name. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of him. No, I, I mean, I'm very interested, too, like, because it's a, a Vertigo title. Yeah. Uh, those of you who don't know, Vertigo is, like, DC's, like, adult yeah. line. It's their adult and artsy line. If if DC got any darker, it would be Vertigo. <laughs> they've they've run some freaky-deaky shit in that yeah, one. Yeah, they have. Well, V for Vendetta was Vertigo. Uh-huh. Um, That's always, like, the one that pops out in my head. Yeah, like, I think The Filth was Vertigo. Uh, let me think. The pre- was The Preacher Vertigo? I can't remember now. I think it was. Preacher. Somebody's gonna send us a very nasty email if we're wrong. That'll be fine. It'll be Cody. We love <laughs> Sandman. Derp. Famous vertical story. Oh yeah. Had yeah. Batman in it, in fact. Did it didn't have like a few cameos from DC? Mm-hmm. I've read a bunch of uh Vertigo titles. Some were better than others. Preacher is uh Preacher was Vertigo. Yay. Shade the Changing Man. That was, that was a vertical title for a while. I think that was his name. I can't remember now. <laughs> you sound so disappointed. <laughs> I don't remember. My mind. Get out left, of I don't my know. Head. Up from down, left from right. <laughs> but yeah, good comic book. Definitely worth a read. <laughs> um, Let's draw this episode on a little further. <laughs> but the Paul Dini one, uh, the Dark Knight of Truth Batman story, that comes out June 27th. It sounds like a passion project. Pre order it, I would say. I'm going to definitely pick it up. And then At my local it. comic book shop, Big Ben's Comics. <laughs> 
Michigan. In Allen Park, Michigan. Oasis, yes. <laughs> I'm going to hold them to this. Every time I hear Big Ben's Comic Oasis, I just think of like a giant clock tower in the middle of a desert. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a new logo. Four Big Ben's to draw. That makes complete sense. It does. It's so literal. Why has nobody done this? <laughs> Anyways, long and short of it, Batman Mad Love, pick it up. It's available now at all of your local comic book stores. And pick up Dark Knight, a true Batman story when it comes out. I think you all will really enjoy it. We might have to review it. We will. Oh, most yeah. definitely. Right here. Right on now. Kapowcast, yep. baby. <laughs> we will see you next week. I am Mike. I'm Tony. And I am Jeff. Deuces, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>